What's up, y'all? Respect the Chat Podcast, episode 29, the Eric Dickerson episode. True legend. Eric Dickerson played for the Rams, the Colts, and the Falcons late in his career. Eric Dickerson, man. Famous, famous, big time number 29. Rich is here. What's going on, everyone? Frankie's here. Hey, what's up? Eric Dickerson, I want to hit y'all with a little stats. I think that's something we'll start. You know, we got to start a little traditions on the show. We give it. We'll give a number. Um, with the episode of the, of the player we really like or is a legend. So Eric Dickerson, 13,000 yards rushing in his career. 13,000? In 3,000 attempts. Um, 2,000 yards receiving. 281 receptions. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, definitely for the time he played, you know? Right. A running back didn't really catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. Yes. Seven fumbles. Through his whole career. That's his it. whole career. That's what this says. Wow. That's what this thing says. Maybe eight, possibly. But let's see. Let's <laughs> say give a total. Possibly. possibly. No, but it's like weird the way it's the way it's listed. If you guys could see it, see it's like fumble, and then it says lost, and then it says receiving. And I don't wow. know what that means. This, if you add, it just says so he has ten. seven fumbles, and only one of them was lost. Like wow. so, he got the now that's team a stat. Oh, he. And then what is the receiving? What does that mean too? Uh, no idea. Yeah. So let's just go Eric Dickerson, <laughs> seven to ten fumbles in his career. But Eric Dickerson, the man. Xavier Rhodes, another guy who wears 29. Um, DeMarco, DeMarco Murray, Murray, a great number 29. Love I him. I rocked the number 25. You know, 29 one time. Did you? Freshman football. Wow. Just a little shout out to myself. Good for you. Shout Two out. Nine. I got a high it's school ugly football number question now. to ask you, Rich. Okay. I was thinking about it this week. Just real quick. All right. Um, because... I've noticed that I still do things in my everyday life based off of what I've learned during football. Does that ever happen to you? Oh, yeah, of course. That's a sad life. Like, <laughs> How's that a sad life? You learn a lot I'm playing. just joking. Go ahead. Like, I want to hear what it is first. Just like simple stuff like never being late, like 20 minutes early to everything. But Ooh, my, I don't do that. But my <laughs> and, you, and you should learn that in life also. But okay, go ahead. My manager called me over to him, and he was like kind of on the other side of the plant, you know? And just without thinking about it, I ran. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I still do that. Like, I feel like if someone calls me and I don't run, like, you it's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, uh, you ain't, you don't run when I call you. The only thing I... <laughs> you either ignore my phone call or you, you start talking to somebody and else. And he was like, why are you running? Uh, I didn't have an answer. The only thing I still do out of respect is if I see a coach, I still call him coach. Yeah. That's good. You should do that. I like that, you know? Like, still to this day, if I see Coach Olsimer, what's going on, Coach? Yeah. yeah Coach yeah. Wolf, shout yeah. out to Randy Wolf. Yeah, always. Coach Wolf. Always Definitely. shout out to Coach Wolf, man. Wasn't even my coach, and the guy is the man. He is the man. Yo, uh, NBA season back in full effect. Um, got a pretty good game on tonight, it looks like. I don't know who the Rockets are playing. but Pelicans. First, the Pelicans. Very nice game. I'll check that out a little bit later. My wife is out for the night, so I could check a little basketball out. Um... James Harden came into the arena. I love when they show the guys coming into the arena. He had some type of long dress on, <laughs> or like an Indian, something like, like a like a like a cover up. Yeah, like type it, yes, it was like, like a cover up, like what your chick would wear, like on, on the beach to cover up her. <laughs> he looked like <laughs> he looked like Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. It was wild. We should post 
that with my <laughs> face on it and see what people think. Um, it, speaking of basketball, LeBron James going to make his debut Thursday. Yep. So excited to see that. Excited to see the 23 and the gold or the yellow or the whatever you want to call that color or the purple, whatever they're going to wear. Um, excited to see LeBron James. I say he's going to be the MVP of the league. I say that the Lakers are going to finish five or better. I know I said six in previous episodes. I'm going to change what I said. I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with five or better in the playoffs that they finish. And I think LeBron James, like I said, MVP. You guys disagreed, right? You chose. Yeah. You I'm chose. Going, I, went, I went Kyrie Irving. You went Kyrie and Frank. You went Steph, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, here's a thing that I want to ask you guys. Do you think the Lakers' current team is the team that they have all year? Or do they make a trade heading into the, you know, around the trade deadline, around an all-star break? You know how that goes. I love that time of the year. There's, like, names flying out about people want to trade guys who they think they're going to lose or that are going to become free agents and they're not going to get anything for them. So what do you think? Think the Lakers make a move um, or they kind of roll with the same team they got throughout the year? I think they'll make a move if the money's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, A player, maybe like Jimmy Butler, a guy that wants out of Minnesota, yeah, I, he's a free agent next year, correct? Yeah. So maybe like halfway through the year, maybe they could get Jimmy Butler to sign there to finish out the year with them, and then maybe they'll have a shot. You know, like some, something like that. I, I could see happening with the Lakers, but uh, yeah, it all depends on the money. I think they're trying to save as much money as they can for next year when everyone does hit the the, the market for free yeah. agents. Yeah, Frank, what do you think? Yeah, I think that that's the move. I I think you save the cap space because there's so many high-level free agents next year, you Mm -hmm. know, and you're not going to win the Western Conference Finals this year, you know. I I don't think so. So I think you save your money and you really go after some top-level guys in the offseason. Right. Um, I mean, some top-level. DeMarcus Cousins will be a free agent next year. Uh, Kyrie Irving will be a free agent next year. Al Horford. Clay Thompson, Kimball Walker. Yep. A uh, bunch of people. Isaiah Jimmy Thomas, the, the point guard. DeAndre Jordan only signed a year contract with Dallas. A um, lot of different guys. And also, Carl Anthony Towns would be a restricted free agent. So, I don't know exactly how that works. I believe that works of, like, his team has the rights to him first to offer the deal, and they could match any deal. They could offer him the most money. They could I offer believe. the most money, and I believe I think they could match it. Like if another team offers him a certain amount, they could say no. We we're going to give you this, and he has to sign there. Yes, if they match the deal with another team offers, then he stays with that team. Right. Okay. Um. And I agree too. I agree that the Lakers make a move. I agree. I, I think they. I think they really. I don't think they have to, but I think by All Star break, LeBron James works his magic, and the Lakers and and Magic Johnson are like, all right. Who do we think we can get? Let's make a move for them because we have a good chance at signing them again next year. I was talking to Mike Mabel over the weekend. He was saying what he thinks they should do is they should just boost Lonzo Ball up, you know? LeBron boosts him up. He's playing really good. Da 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 da. They they get him looking really good and then whoop, ship him out. Ship him out. Yeah. Roll with Rondo. Because Rondo really to me is the man there anyway. Shout out to Mike did Mabel. You, yes. Did you hear what Rondo <laughs> yes. said? He wants exactly. to be the first player ever to win in Boston and in L.A. All it's right. It's never been done. I like that, man. You think you think it's possible? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's definitely but possible. But how many years do you think he's going to be there? Well, they, they could win it this year, you know? Uh, I think there's no a possibility way. that they could win it this year. The That's, more and more I look at that team, the more I see that. They're not going to be able to go up, up and down the court with the with the Rockets or the OK. I, I, don't, I don't even see them being able to go against the, the, the Utah Jazz. 
That no, that team gonna, is great. They'll smash the Jazz. No way. Yeah. I think we'll find out really early. The Jazz is gonna be a really good team in a I mean, chemistry year. could be an Golden. issue at first, right? Yeah, that's what I think. I think but, I, I think we'll really see like twenty games in what they're really about, you know? And I agree the chemistry's gotta get there, but the young guys, Kuzma, Ingram, uh, having Rondo, another young guy in ball, LeBron, the best player in basketball, if not one of the best players in basketball. And then they got a plethora of other players over there that they could, you know, uh, uh, JaVel McGee, another big man that they can get thrown in at. I think they could do a lot of damage once they get, like, on the same page with each other. I think I LeBron's going to have to spread the floor more than he did in Cleveland. I agree. I think that he's going to have to be able to shoot the three mm-hmm. um, if that team wants to be successful, which he can do, no problem. But Definitely. more than in Cleveland, he has to take on that role. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, Rich mentioned Jimmy Butler before, another guy who's going to be a free agent who may end up in L.A. Jimmy Butler voices his opinion about not wanting to be in Minnesota. Then it comes out a week ago or so or earlier in the week saying um, he shows up to practice. And he jumps on a team with all, like, the third-string guys and smashes all the first and second team guys. And the whole time doing, he says, you need me. You won't win without me the whole time. Yeah, he's talking to the coaches. He's talking to the GM. He's talking to the other players. He's giving everyone the business. They interview him after, and he just sticks to his guns. Like, yeah, maybe I should have handled it better. But from what I'm seeing and what the vibe I'm getting from the front office is like they're not making any changes over here, so we're okay with losing, you know. He acknowledges that Carl Anthony Towns is the most talented player on the team and Wiggins is probably the most athletic player or that Towns is the best player on the team and, and Wiggins is the most athletic or something like that. He was giving those guys shout-outs, but he was saying that nobody plays harder than me and I want it more than everybody that's out there right now. And, and that's, that's what his teammates were saying, too. They were saying, like, yeah. listen, when he's here, he's here. He's giving 100%. He's a right. baller. Right. He goes hard. So, I mean, they want him there. The players want him there. Mm-hmm. So Even Wiggins came out and said, like, if we want to win this year, we need him. We need Butler. Yeah. Oh, we need somebody okay. like that. We that, need somebody yeah. that wants it more than everybody. Yep, he'll make his debut tonight, tonight against the Spurs, man. And that's pro- most likely on TV. I wonder when. But, um... <laughs> Well, definitely. We're going to get a lot ESPN, more basketball. Yeah. That's probably yeah. a late-night games countdown. We're going to try to get you guys as, uh, you know, more basketball um, knowledge, more basketball stats and stuff like that. What's the two games on tonight, Rich? No, these were the two games that opened up the oh, season Oh, opened up the season. Night. What were they? We had the Warriors. They had their celebration in uh, – what's their arena called? Orca? Yeah, Oracle. 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 Uh-huh. I forget what it, Orca's the, 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 the whale. That would be the whale, yeah. <laughs> All good. All right, anyway, but they had their ce- the celebration last night. They got their, their third ring in yep. four years. Uh, they beat the Thunder 108 to 100. And then the Celtics, they played the Sixers. And the Celtics dominated the Sixers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 105 to 87. I called it. Sixers ain't going to make the playoffs. Y'all, y'all going to see. They will. But you guys, if you haven't seen it, you have to YouTube when J- uh, Jalen Brown drives right. to the hoop and he dumps over Embiid as he's Dunk, driving, dunks over Embiid, yeah. As he's driving, he uh. looks at him, gives him a quick wink, and then dunks on him. Yeah, of course, unbelievable. That's what you get. Five slamma jamma. That's called the five slamma jamma. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to basketball season. Like I said, oh, me too. we're gonna give you guys more basketball stuff. We're gonna try our best to watch it. We're gonna try our best to talk about it. Um, we gave our predictions last week. 
All right, let's jump into football, our favorite thing that there is. And we're recording this on a Wednesday. We so are. If we're you're up. listening to this like on Friday when I release it <laughs> and you're like, no, nah, they're not playing today, it's because we recorded on a Wednesday. Right, that's why. Well, right. I got to stop talking about what, what, who's playing today then. All right, that, I, I agree matter. on that. Yeah, it doesn't. Just listen to us. You'll gain, gain, you'll <laughs> yeah, gain some knowledge. The other day, man, v- so impressed. So impressed by this game. By two guys, I wanted your guys' opinion on Brady and Mahomes playing each other on Sunday Night Football. What a game! Unbelievable game. The young gunslinger Patty, Patty Cake Mahomes. I like it, Patty Cake versus the versus the goat, and it was unreal what was going on in that game. And zero, well, and it's tough to play defense against two elite quarterbacks oh, yeah. and two offenses who really like could figure each other two off two great coaches in Andy Reid and Belichick who are going to come at you and are going to make you pay for making mistakes so I know the Patriots won the game and but but what a heck of a game those two guys played against each other what did you think of the game did you think that's how it would go a shootout Frank uh no I didn't think it would be that mm-hmm. high scoring what I I actually I don't know. That was a great game, and yeah. it, it really showed how talented Mahomes is, and we all know how ta- talented Brady is. But to go toe to toe with him and only almost make that comeback, almost won hundred fifty dollars on that game. Nice. I bet on the Chiefs to come back and win at halftime. Whoa. Oh, you were at work, so you were able to do that. Yeah. Look well, at you in Jersey. What were they down at halftime? Do you remember? Twenty-four to nine. Really? Yep. Wow. And, and almost came back. And almost wow. came back and won. Yeah. So yep. that that shows the heart and the you know the willingness to go out there and risk it all for that from that young quarterback. He he's got a bright future. Yes. I think the Chiefs kind of messed up a little bit though. With what? At the end of the game, they kind of scored way too quick. You mm-hmm. you have to understand who you're going against. You can't give Brady that much time to come down and just to get a field goal. You right. Know? Right. He, he's the, the, the best the, in the world at that though, right? I mean, the first play that the 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 Chiefs ran when they got the ball was a was a deep route to the hill it, it took him maybe 15 seconds to get a yeah. score on the board yeah almost you no know? time. yeah and then brady got the ball back and he's milked the time drove down <sighs> crazy got a field goal and one crazy so i think if they would have managed that a little different i think they could have took it to overtime and then who knows what could have happened that's what, un- unbelievable game patrick mahomes went 23 for 36 352 yards four touchdowns and two picks um, heck of a game by that guy. Tom Brady went two, uh, 24 for 35, 340 yards, and one touchdown. Pretty crazy. I th- would think Tom Brady threw way more touchdowns. But when they get in the red zone, man, they hand the ball off. Yeah, they've Sony been using Michelle. their running backs. Yeah, and, and J- Michelle or James, boom, they pound it right Shout in. Shout out to me for playing Jamal Charles over <laughs> Sony Michelle. Yeah. What did Sony I Michelle, tell you? 24 carries, 106 yards. And two touchdowns. In Some, your face, Frankie. Sometimes yes. you guys got to listen. And t- also, Tom Brady had a rush, a rushing yeah, touchdown. Did. So he threw one and he rushed for one. So that was, I mean, I think there was a little bit of bad, bad information going into that game about Sony Michelle. There was, you know, from, uh, from. And I told you, Bill Belichick loves to do that. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. like the, one of the reasons I was thinking about starting him. He'll, he'll put a player like questionable so they don't game plan for him and then they use him more than anybody else. Oh, and yeah. they did. 
And they did. did. Bill Belichick did me dirty. I love you, but you did me dirty. Oh, boy. Rob Gronkowski, three receptions, 97 yards. Hogan, four receptions, 78 yards. Edelman, four receptions, 54 yards. White, five receptions, 53 yards. Gordon, five receptions, 42 yards. Pe- uh, Cordell Patterson had a catch. The, the fullback had two catches. Like, it was, he used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different receivers. He used and he targeted Michelle once. That's pretty crazy. That's really, really crazy. Also, Terry Terry Kill, let's go on the other side. Seven receptions, 142 yards. Kareem Hunt, five receptions, 105 yards. Kelsey, five receptions, 61 yards. So he was using a bunch of guys too. That's the thing that was really crazy about it, Rich, was that he was just using every they were both using as many of their targets as possible. Oh, that's what you have to do when you have a a quarterback like that and uh, explosive players, you know? Right. All those players on each team are playmakers, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So that's what you got to do. Definitely when you're playing a great team, you got to you gotta move the ball around, give it to different players. You, oh, can't, yeah. get, you can't get stuck going to one player, and then, then they can kind of shut you down a little bit, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's smart. And two smart coaches, too. Andy oh, Reid wow. and Belichick, like you were saying. So it's unreal. I got a, I got a pretty crazy stat mm-hmm. I, that I heard. You know the Patriots are thirty-seven and zero against AFC opponents when Edelman and Brady are both playing. Wow, thirty-seven and zero. Thirty-seven and zero when both of them are on the field. It doesn't look good for AFC, AFC opponents, opponents when those two. Well, guys they're are in there. the AFC, right? I'm saying. <laughs> how, but, so how crazy is that stat? Yeah, yeah. That, they, they just dominate they that do. division. They dominate, man. And you could, you like you said, they left them a little too much time. What a what a pass. What a play call by Andy Reid to get Tyreek Hill the ball. It just happened so explosively and fast that Brady was like, all right, I got enough time. I kind of feel, though, like Belichick was like, listen, they go deep to Hill, mm-hmm. kind of let him go. I, f- I kind of feel like they were playing to let them score. Maybe. The defense. Maybe. Because at that point, I mean, they were up by seven, so, mm-hmm. you know, but. I, I honestly thought when they came out, the Chiefs, I didn't think that. I just they were gonna have they were gonna have it in the score. I thought the I thought the Patriots would stop them yeah. and the game would be over. Yeah, I think maybe they thought like it was just a matter of time they were gonna score. Uh-huh. So why not just let them score with enough time on the clock to get a win? Right. But how, you never know. That's just what I'm thinking. How impressive is Patrick Holmes, Frank? Oh, amazing! Right? Yeah. Just the arm strength. They seen something with him. The athleticism. When he was warming up for that game, he was throwing lefty. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Remember when he was running and he switched hands and threw it lefty in a game to Hill? Yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Unreal. They said during his pro day, at the end of it, he was like, I just want to do one more thing. And he threw the ball 80 yards. That's unreal. <laughs> just to end it. Like, you know what? Check this out. By the way, I could do that. Unreal. I could do that. Um, he comes from a father, you know, who's a baseball player. Yep. For years. Major League Baseball player. Major League Baseball player. He played he baseball. He mostly played for the Twins, right? I think it was. I'm not absolutely sure who his dad played for. But, I mean, when you play baseball and you got that baseball genetics in you of, like, that arm strength, man, it's like you're dangerous. Then he's super athletic, the kid. He could run. He doesn't get frazzled in the pocket when they're down, which they've been down a couple times. And his defense isn't good, so he's always going to have to score. He's never, like, down on himself. He's never frazzled. Yep. He's always ready to go, right? Do you see that, too? Calm, cool, and collected. Yeah. 
And that's very impressive, especially against a legend. When you're going out there, you know, against a legend in their stadium, it's like, boy, this is going to be real tonight. I better not get down in points tonight. And he was down. And Brady was just continuing to sling it all over the place. And when you see another guy like that who they've been comparing you all week to, you're kind of like, all right, I got to figure this out. Something's got to change. Um, I'm watching the game Sunday, and I see Odell Beckham receive a fumble. Uh, receive a fumble. Receive, I'm getting ahead of myself. Receive a punt and fumble it. We talked about that last week. We talked about that last week. <laughs> and now we're going to get back on it again. Right. Why is this happening? He, he fumbled another punt muffed last it, week? Muffed it. Back there, boom, muffed. Are you sure this was last week again? Absolutely, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. He recovered it, but he fumbled it. Really? Yeah. Just this is, th- All right. I, I don't know. I mean. It's not happening. I just want you. Me and Frankie just want you on board. Yeah. I, I'm not going to get on board. Just because okay. he muffed the punt doesn't okay. But what happens anything. if he gets hit and he's out for the year? That's, I don't know. All right, that's I, I, I just don't. He's not think. on it yet. We'll keep. I'll just keep Listen, track of this. Those those <laughs> those players going across. He's going across the middle. He's open to get the same type hit against. Nah, the it's illegal to make that hit. Right. He's no. he's more protected. If he catches the ball, sense. he could get lit up across the middle of the field, just like he could catch a punt if he doesn't fair catch and get lit up. It's the same thing. He could. It's but, the same thing. But why make it more football. risky having him out on the field even more in those situations? It's one extra play, and half the time he's in a fair catch it. Let me or ask let you a question. Go. Let me ask you a question. He might catch that ball maybe one time again. Not, I'm not into it. If you're a guy, right, and the team, and you're due for a contract, right? He con- wants the ball. I'm just so. saying. And you're con- complaining. He wants the ball, so there you go. You're getting the ball, getting he opportunities wants the ball thrown to him. Right. You say you're a guy, right, and you're playing on the team, and you're due for a contract coming up, and you. Wow, that ring's pretty crazy. Yeah, did you see that? They yeah. gave him two different tops, too. It's That's reversible. Nuts. That's nuts. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, and, oh, and, and your team's like, yo, by the way, now you're up for a deal. You're ready to cash in. Your team's like, yo, by the way, I want you to receive a punt today. What do you say? Now, but now, but now that I was asking a question, what do you nah, say? Nah, dog. No. Be- okay. But the situation's okay. completely Why? different. Why? Why? Why do you not want to receive the punt? Because now I'm in a contract here. But, if I, if Odell, but, wh- but what is it about not so receiving the punt? you don't want to get punt? hurt unless you're in a contract here. That's what it is. He's afraid he's going to get hurt. There's more of a risk. Because, listen, they, you're going to go out there and you're going to go catch the ball, yeah, but right? That, but, but, but that's a bad question. You can't Why? ask. Because Odell just got paid. I understand that. So he's good. That. So guess what? He still don't want to get hurt. I understand that. I understand he's good. But I'm just saying that I want you to recognize that the factor of getting hurt is extremely high on a player I never of said that. It. I never said it wasn't okay, a okay. higher risk. Okay. I'm just saying I, I don't see this? nothing wrong with having your best guy back there to try and make a play. Okay, how about this? How about your best player, say Michael Crabtree, right, on the on the Ravens, is having an outstanding year, killing it. You guys just paid him a lot of money, right? They put him back to receive a punt. He gets blasted because someone doesn't see he for, went for the fair catch or – he didn't. He tried to catch it, muffed it, and someone blasted him, and he's hurt and he's out for the year. How do you feel? I'm gonna be pissed, but hey, okay. it's, it's part of the game. All right, it's part of the game. You, I you, think you'd be a little more pissed that he's back there receiving the punts. No, we'll, we'll, listen, we'll nah. keep track of it. We'll see how you still feel. I don't think so. How about Eli Manning? What does his face tell you? Because the Giants lost another one. The Giants' record is what one and five, I believe. Is that what they are? I'll look it up while you guys yes, answer the question. Five. Okay, they look terrible. The offensive line looks terrible. Eli looks terrible. 
The play call looks terrible. The defense can't stop nobody. Barkley looks amazing. Saquon Barkley is looks unreal. I got his, I got his stats here. Get Can me I his stats up. Get you? me his stats for up real quick. Rich, hit me with what you think about Eli. What's going on? Does he even want to play anymore? I just think that after so many years of not having a good line and getting hit, that now he has a fear of that. Because, I mean, it, it's basically the, the David Carr effect. Right. You know, David Carr was a great quarterback, but after so many years of getting hit, you know, you just, you, you're always watching your back. You're always scared. I, I kind of think that's what's going on with Eli. Mm-hmm. He's afraid to get hit. He will, like, as soon as he sees a defender, he's basically going, he's going down before the defender even hits him. Right. So, I don't know. I, I just don't. I, I just don't think he has it in him anymore. I wouldn't be surprised if he retires at the end of this year. Is it the line? Is it him? Is it a combination? Is it the play call? It's the line mm-hmm. not giving him enough time to throw, and then he's just throwing the ball to trying to make something happen and making bad throws. Okay, Frank. What's Barkley's stats? That's a nice fit. Did you see that one? Yeah, that's Jean the ca- jacket. That, that's the. That's called the cowboy tuxedo. That's what that's called. We're still watching TV in the background. The guy's walking in. And really quickly, what we were talking about before was that the Warriors got two, got a ring that you could unscrew the top and put another top on. It's pretty crazy. Ridiculous. So crazy. So you get a ring, and the top could be cool. You could rock that top. You could unscrew that top, put an even doper diamond top on there, <laughs> and be even cooler. Here we go. Wait, ready? Barkley stats. 13 rushes, 130 rushing yards. Was this from last week's game? With a rushing touchdown. 130 rushing yards. And then nine receptions for 99 receiving yards. Wow. What's this? 230 yards. What's this season stat so far? Does it it, it put it together? No, I'm in fantasy here. Crazy. I'll give you Eli Manning's season stats so far. Eli Manning, six touchdowns. Four picks, 1,662 yards. Not great. Oh, terrible. <laughs> I mean, Odell threw for picks. a touchdown his damn self this year. Yeah. What do you think he does, Frank? You think he should retire? You think he wants to play? What's the effect? I don't, I don't think it's just him. I mean, mm. he's not playing good, but I don't know what they're going to do over there. They, got, they right. have to, like, rebuild from – I think it's going to take them, like, a few years. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They have to, like, really but figure out what they want to do over there. I think at some point during this season, if they can't get a win, they think about tanking and trying to get a first-round pick all overall next year to get a quarterback. Yeah. I was talking – shout-out to Mike Mabel again. I was talking to him over the weekend. By the way, shout-out to my to my brother from another mother, Big A, uh, Arthur Rachusa and his beautiful wife, Bethany, man, they got married. Wedding was off the chain. Love you guys. Wish you all the health, happiness, and wealth. Everything, man. You deserve everything, man. I love that guy. That guy's truly a brother to me, and uh, I know we all wish him the best as well. Right, fellas? Yeah, congratulations. We Con- love you guys. Congrats, eh? And I'm talking Bethany. to Mabel, and he's like, yo, what he sees what the problem is is that Eli is not doing what other quarterbacks are doing. So he gets rushed, which people are blitzing them like crazy. He's getting rushed, and he's not stepping side to side to try to avoid it or, or stepping up in the pocket to avoid it. He's just throwing it. Yeah. Or he's just get, he's not or, moving. Or, right, or he's just taking the sack. So I think like b- both you guys said, he's just been blasted so many times that he's anticipating what's happening. Instead of thinking about getting out of the pocket or moving side to side, he's just 
just going down yep. or he's just throwing the ball in the air. Well, he's he's from that older generation of quarterback where yeah. you were supposed to stay in the pocket until your last resort, and that's not the the way the NFL yeah, works. Yeah, but he's anymore. from the same cut as like Ben Roethlisberger, who Phillip moves Rivers. around all the time. Philip Rivers, but they were like the, the first of those mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, but right, Eli never really ran yeah. and never moved, and now it's just catching up to him because the linemen are too fast. The linebackers are too fast. They're blitzing safeties. So, all right, enough hating on Eli for a second. Um, shout out to my boy Adam Thielen. Six straight games with 100-plus yards. Whoa. This guy is unbelievable, man. Unreal. Un unbelievable. If he gets another one, he ties Charlie Hennigan from 1961 of the Houston Oilers. Get it, Charlie. You could do it, dude. Um, I love Thielen, man. One of my favorite guys, one of my favorite receivers. Um, I know you guys are very impressed by that stat as well. So let's stay on the receivers for one second. And we're going to – I asked you guys a question during the week, and I want to see what you guys thought. Did we could talk though? it out. Yeah, we could talk it out a little bit. Where are we at on time? Well, good. No, we're rolling. Right, we're good. Um, we're good until 8 o'clock. Then I got to go to work. First thing we – right. Frankie's got to go to work tonight too, which is another – <laughs> I got to go to bed. That's the life, the life of the podcast members. Um, Rich, give us the top five receivers after week five, and then we'll get into my question. All right, top five receivers after week five. Number one, your boy, Adam Thielen. Get it, dog. 712 yards. Second is Julio Jones with 707. Third is Hopkins with 657. Fourth is Tyreek Hill with 567. And fifth is Juju Smith-Schuster with 561. Wow. Impressive list. Probably would have thought A.B. would be on there in the beginning of the year. Probably would have thought Odell would have been on there in the beginning of the year. I would have thought Michael Thomas would have continued to be on that list. They used them. They're starting well, to use. The problem with doing this after six games is you have one bad game and you're off the list. Right. You know, which True. Michael Thomas had last And week. Michael Thomas had a bye week last week. Right. And so he, he had, wasn't and playing. And he had a bad game the week before the week when before. they played the Redskins. Yeah, they didn't give him much love over so. there. So my question to these guys were, if you could put together your team, uh, like an ideal team, um, of two receivers, a running back, a tight end, and a quarterback – we're strictly going offense here. What would you? Who would you pick? Give a little explanation of why. But um, I'm just interested in what these guys were thinking because with the emergence of different wide receivers and different tight ends, and there's not a consistent tight end in the NFL right now except maybe one guy, um, how they seen their offense and what who they would go with. You know, like so – they had to pick a, maybe a top-level receiver in number one and then pick a, like a number two in there. And we could debate that. We could see if we if he really is a number two or, you know, or he's really number one and we can't let you have it. So, Rich, do you have an idea of your team? Do you want to go first? Yes, I was I was actually prepared. And when you hit me with this, Very I nice. made my team. Let's go, Rich. What do you got? All right. So, basically, I'm not going to give a description for every player. Okay. I'm just going to go right off from the beginning. When you asked me this question, you said I was starting a franchise. With yeah. these players. Yeah. So I based this kind of off of age as well. Okay. So the like quarterback that. I would go with would be Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Just because he looks unbelievable for the first six games that he's played. And I just think he's going to be a really great quarterback. From what you see, he's going to be unreal. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Okay. Running back-wise, Todd Gurley. Okay. Another, he's just unbelievable. You can't. Got a heck he, of a squad so yeah. far. My wide receiver one, I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. Okay. I just like he, he's tall. He doesn't drop the ball. And uh, I just, I'm, 
I think out of the top receivers right now, he's one of the youngest. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went with him as well. Okay. My second round receiver was Juju. Nice. Is he? No, no. That's a that's he falls number two. In a wide receiver that, that falls for yeah. number right, two. So I would go with Juju as my number two receiver. Okay. And then my tight end was Zach Ertz. Okay. And like I said, I based this off of you saying starting a franchise, so I kind of kept the players young. Yeah, I like that. It's a heck of a squad, man. I'll tell you right now, Juju is coming into his own in that slot position that he's been playing more and kind of moving up the ladder of being a main guy. Uh, so good. Michael Thomas, can't argue with him. Love me some Michael Thomas, man. That guy is so strong, so athletic. Gurley can run the ball, or he could, you know, or he can come out of the backfield and get a reception. And Patrick Mahomes' arm strength is just off the chain. How do you how do you turn that down? And Zach Ertz, I love Zach Ertz. I said in the beginning of the year, best tight end in the NFL. I'm sticking to that. I'm swaying off that a little bit. I want to stick to it. I really do think it. But I got a different guy in my tight end spot. But uh, Frank, you got your team where you want to hear mine. What are you thinking? He needs more time. I know you freaked out. I got mine, actually. All right. All right. What you got? Okay, so you went wide receivers first, right? Quarterback, oh, no. okay. running back, two wide receivers, tight end. For my okay. quarterback, I'm going Carson Wentz. Nice pick. I think that, you know, he's coming off of a pretty brutal knee injury, and he's performing pretty well. I mean, people kind of forget how well he did last year, you know, because the the Eagles haven't got off to the start that they wanted to, you know. But I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, for my wide receivers, I'm going Tyreek Hill. Nice. I, think I want someone that's going to stretch the field. Okay. And I need him to stretch the field for the second guy, which is Adam Thielen. Nice. I think that combination of someone that could stretch the field and Adam Thielen being the amazing route runner that he is mm-hmm. and the sure hands, I mean, he could pretty much do it all. And that's what I think you need out of a wide receiver nowadays, you know? Yep. Someone that could be in the slot, but you could also stick him on the outside if you need to. Yep. Um, and, and I'm okay with the Adam Thielen pick yeah. there because I don't he, think he, that he is a two. Okay. Because okay. Diggs plays the one, he plays the two. Okay. And uh, for my running back, I'm going Barkley. I think you see how good he's doing nice on a pick. on a terrible team. Yeah. I think if you stick him around that team with any kind of line, mm-hmm. I think he would really go off. Oh yeah. And he's another one, another running back that you could throw to out of the backfield. I think you need someone like that if you're starting a team nowadays. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, for my tight end, I'm gonna go Kelsey. Nice. Um, I don't. I think that Zach Ertz might be a better tight end, like as far as catching the football, running routes. But Travis Travis Kelsey is such a presence mm-hmm. on the football field, you know, that I think he that he opens up a lot of things for everybody else around him. That's a heck of a heck of a squad there. You got Carson Wentz, possibly close to the MVP last year. Guy could do everything, right? Make every single throw. Big, tall, burly type of guy. You got Saquon Barkley, another running back like Rich got, who could rush the ball and catch the ball. Unbelievable. The guy, you can't take him down. I haven't seen one person tackle him yet. He's pretty much doing it all by himself. Yes, yes. Tyreek Hill, the speed kills. With that guy, you cannot guard him. If you're not close to him, it's a touchdown. Um, Adam Thielen, totally agree with him. Can catch any ball, can run any route. He's that guy that you want on the squad no matter what and can't argue with Travis Kelsey as well. Another super athletic tight end guy who could do 
everything really as a wide receiver, just as, as a big, too too big of a yeah, guy. You big know, big wide receiver. All right, so you have actually two of my guys. So I'll start there just to say that again. I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate Adam Thielen. I pick Adam Thielen too. Adam Thielen can catch any ball. He's that guy that could run any route, and he opens up the other space. Um, for the other guy I'm going to pick. But another reason why I pick Adam Thielen is because Adam Thielen caught a ton of balls last year and got a ton of yards last year with Case Keenum, which proved to me that he could have, it doesn't matter who his quarterback is, right. he is solid. He's a quarterback's best friend, too. Oh, so good. Third and third and short, third and five, third and long. You could use him in any kind of situation. You know if the ball is anywhere near him, he's going to catch it. Yes, Thielen. Great pick. I agree there. Um, and Kelsey was my other guy, tight end. I love Kelsey's athleticism. I think you could put him out wide, or you can keep him in there to block. He's gritty, likes to likes to get in there and play dirty. You know, like is all about everything about playing football. I love guys like that. So I want guys like that on my team. Hardly ever drops the ball. Got a little attitude in him. Shoves somebody every now and then. Likes to get gritty. Like it a lot. My other wide receiver I'm going to pick is DeAndre Hopkins, though. DeAndre Hopkins, another reason why I pick him, I was going to go Odell. I was definitely going Odell, and I wanted to go Michael Thomas. But the reason why I finally went with Hopkins is because Hopkins, another guy, proved to me, no matter who's the quarterback, it could be me. <laughs> He's catching it. And he could run any route. He could run the deep route. He could run a crossing route. He could run a screen. He could. He never drops the ball. Never. The guy catches everything. And another reason why I pick him, DeAndre Hopkins, and Thielen is two guys that just don't talk. You know, they play the game. You never got to worry about drama with them. They do their thing. They're out there every year. They stay healthy. It's Those are guys who I want on my franchise. Class A guys who know how to play, don't drop the ball and play hard. Running back, I got to go with my man Zeke all day. Fastest. Cowboy running back to 25 touchdowns in NFL history. Got to pick him. Reason why I pick him also, I think he's not as good as both of your guys in the receiving game, but I think he's just as good, if not better, than both of you guys in the run game. And the reason why I pick Zeke is he's burly, he's big, he's fast, he can run between the tackles. He, he's a true, pure running back to me. I think you guys have the advantage in the other aspect of receiving, and I like why you picked them because then you have a versatile guys in Gurley and Barkley. But I'm going to go Zeke. And my quarterback, which is surprising to me, and I really was like, you know what? I, I just keep coming back to this guy, is Jared Goff. I'm very impressed by Jared Goff. Look at Goff. you guys. Gave me so much flack. I did, and that's what my next thing I was going to say. I gave you. I didn't give you a ton of flack, but I gave you enough flack that I shouldn't have picked him. But more and more I watch this guy, the more and more I see how poised he is, how quickly he learns what I think is a really hard defense to learn. They run all different routes. They offense. Got, what did I say? You said real tough defense. To oh, run. I'm sorry. Offense. Real, real tough defense that he had to learn. He learned it quickly. He did his thing. He's got a ton of different guys he spreads the ball to. He can make the deep throws. He can make the short throws. He got the touch. He got the arm strength. He's so decisive. Yes. If he wants to make a decision, it's right there. Yep. He's not second-guessing himself. He knows He knows what he wants to do with the football, and he does it. Solid, man. So that's my squad. You heard Rich's and Frankie's squad. I just thought it was something cool to do. When I was debating this, yeah. all three of the quarterbacks that we named, yeah. 
I was going back and forth with yeah. any one of those quarterbacks you could go with. Yeah. I, Deshaun Watson was another guy I was throwing around in there because I like I love his athleticism and I like what he does a lot a lot. I just with the knee injury and I know Wentz has a knee injury too, but I just think Watson's game is so dependent on his athleticism that that knee can affect him more than it could affect Wentz because Wentz is yes the knee can affect his movement but really he could stand the pocket. It's not dependent on what he does. Can I can I tell you something real quick? Yeah. Uh, while we're sticking on quarterbacks, Tom Brady is no longer my most hated NFL player. Nice. Who moved into Who is? that? You want to guess? I'll give you one guess. Is a quarterback most hated? Most hated NFL football player. Give us a give us a position. Quarterback. Quarterback. <laughs> hmm. This is tough. Man, I wouldn't. I don't think who you. Ha- who would you hate? It's really easy if you just think about it for a second. Eli Manning. No. Oh, most hate that he should be. <laughs> uh, just, just give one quick guess and then I'll tell you. Dak Prescott. No. <laughs> Good. I'm just making sure. Aaron Rodgers. Oh I yeah. I agree. Yeah. How are you? Because this is turned again, into an episode all I hate. week. All week yeah. I had to hear how great this comeback was and how oh, amazing yeah. Aaron Rodgers is. But how do you make a 49ers team that stinks? Look absolutely amazing the whole first half. Get down to another deficit and then come back and win the game. Yeah, but against that's not, an awful 49ers team. No one wants to talk about that. That's that their not, offense. Their defense is terrible. Oh yeah, I know. But you should have been doing that all game. I agree. You, you can't blame that on, on Aaron Rodgers though. That the 49ers were were in that game. That's that's on the defense. He was still doing what he had to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All right. I don't know. They right. they go down to halftime. And listen, if they go you into watch, halftime down every single game, and then he decides to play in the second half, and then everybody's like, "Oh my god, an amazing comeback!" I that's what was well, my whole right. thing they, about it with Ant. They that's were losing saying. going into shout the out to Ant. It was like twenty four to nine or something like that. No, it wasn't much. They weren't losing by like three, I think. Yeah, three or six somewhere but around there. That comeback was unbelievable. But it wouldn't have been Which a one? good. Aaron Rodgers. It was pretty good the last night. The one against the 49ers? Yes. Against the oh 49ers. I know. Gosh. I know. You but, shouldn't be down to them. But here's the thing, too. Is the thing. It <laughs> would have been a long fourth down play if Richard Sherman didn't get that holding penalty. It was third and like 13 yeah. or 15 or something like that. Yep. And he had a... And he had a holding play. So it would have been fourth and 13 or something like that. Right. Hey, Aaron so, Rodgers, if you decide to play the whole game, maybe you'll win every single week. Right. <laughs> and here's the other part. And, and if Ant was here, he'd be like, well, we don't live in the what if. Because remember what happened was that guy dropped the pick. Yes, and it would have stopped that comeback. Fuller. Fuller. And that penalty might have hindered the comeback again. It is what it is. But hey, here's the th- most hated. Stats don't lie. Aaron Rodgers is number two. What do we got? Okay. Give, give us the top five quarterbacks after week five, Rich. All right, number one is Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Number two is Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to give the yardages. That's fine. Number three is Matt Ryan. Yep. Number four is Jared Goff. And number five is Kirk Cousins. Okay, so now let me ask you, who's your who's one and two for you guys quarterbacks this year? Drew Brees is okay. number one for me. Uh-huh. And Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan? No, it's either Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. You know, Matt that's what Ryan. I was going to go with. Yeah. Either one of those. They're not even on that list. I know. Here's so the can thing, we though. really go by Patrick stats? Mahomes is 4-1. and one. Exactly. Okay? And he's got a ton of touchdowns. Touchdowns win games. Yards, 
don't win games. They get you closer to the end zone. But you also have to get in the end zone. You got to get in the end zone. You got to, there's got to be like, there's more to it. Obviously, yards is one of them, but you got to score as well. Brady, Brady to me, his comeback, how about his? How about his thing no one talked about the next day? You know, it's like, yo, he don't get as much love on it. Well, he's been doing it for so long. It's like almost. So people are used to it, yeah. yeah. But that would be my, it would be Breeze, Brady, Mahomes, right around there, you know. With those guys, what would you pick, Rich? I'm sorry, I was looking up something. What was the question? <laughs> One, two quarterbacks in the uh, Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. They're okay. both just slinging the ball. I believe Matt I'll Ryan. It, but I believe Matt Ryan is the number one fantasy player so far this wow, year. Wow, really? I if believe so. Have, That's if, what I was trying to find when you were asking this question. If anybody right. was healthy on defense, we'd be having a good year here. Really? All right. Well, Rich, I know Rich got a couple of questions for us coming up here about some players. Um, but I wanted to bring uh, a little knowledge <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> oh I just boy. wanted to get you guys' opinion on it because you always want to round me up, oh, right? No. You want to round me up when you want to get my opinion on the Cowboys. Oh, Let's just go. talk about the Cowboys for one second here, okay? The Cowboys beat the Jaguars 40 to 7. Yeah. 40 to 7. You know, you want to know why? Hold on a second. I'm going to let you speak your All mind. Right. The Giants, remember when the Giants played the Jaguars? Why are you comparing the I'm, Giants? Hold on a second. Just right. let me tell you something here. <laughs> the Giants played the Jaguars and they lost 20 to 15. And I believe one of you, if not both, your argument was. Well, they did good against the best defense in the NFL. That was the first game of the season, wasn't it? I'm, listen, wasn't that week one no, when I think they it's played? A, I think that was week two. No, it was week one. Okay, whatever it is. I'll it was, give you what you want to hear. You want to just ask me? Yeah, you yeah, can just ahead. give it to me before a- I even ask, ask you. Ask a question. What do you got? I think Dallas is really good this year. Okay. If, if, they, okay. if they play games like that, but they're not consistent. Right. I agree. They're, they're 0-3 on the road. And 3-0 at home. It's not good. Which is the you opposite. Have, you have to be consistent. You have to consistently 100%. run the football. You have to consistently play the way that they played last week, and they'll win that division. I agree. I agree. But they have to be consistent. Here, here's the thing. is Last year, we were better on the road than we were at home. This year, we can't. This, this year it's opposite. We can't win a game on the road, but we can win at home. I agree. you got to be way, way, way more consistent. Way more consistent. Your boy Dak Prescott, Frank, 183 yards and two touchdowns ew, thrown. Ew. Oh, come on now. 183. He only yards. threw it 27 times. 17 for 27, 183 and, and two touchdowns That's thrown. Not good. Did he and 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 he ran in for one. So he had three touchdowns. 11 rushes for 82 yards. <laughs> He rushed the ball 82 yards. That's most. Hey, that's, if you can't throw it, you might as well run. Got to get the legs going, baby. <laughs> so he had three touchdowns, two throwing, one passing, 180 throwing, and 82 yards rushing. That's a good game, right, Rich? No. No. <laughs> Why not? He threw for 182 yards. Once again, under he 20 He rushed yards for passing. 82, though. Okay. He's a quarterback. So, in, so listen, I just want to say, so do you think that instead of – Throwing the ball for that many yards, 82 yards more, he rushed for them and got his team in a position to continue to score and continue to win. So 
He's if, not going to be able to consistently rush for 80 no. yards, though. Yeah, you but need to, you need to throw the football if you're a quarterback. Well, maybe maybe that's his thing, though. Maybe he is. Maybe that's what he's going to make his money on. But he's then gonna teams are going to dial into him running the ball and then going to force him to throw, and he's going to be back in the same same. Well, maybe then he then the throws get better once he the reason why they won this game is the Cowboys punched the Jaguars. Jaguars, however you want to say it, uh, in the face. Just they the rushed Jags. the ball down their throat. Zeke had 24 but, rushes for 100 and some yards. Yeah, yep. Dak rushed for 11 times and had 82. They just attacked this, this Jags defense okay. and punched him in the face. Okay. The Jags didn't know how to react. And once the Jags go down, Blake Bortles is not bringing that team back. Okay. So that's exactly how you have to approach the Jags. Okay, but... I think as the Cowboys, if you're a Cowboy, if you're if you're the Cowboys organization, you say to yourself, this might be something that we need to continue to do. We need to continue to have a a pass or run option for Prescott. Let him get out there and move the feet a little bit. Let him Short throw term, the middle work. Yeah, yeah, right. Throw the ball because because last year I believe he had ten rushing touchdowns last year. And like 400 yards rushing, something something wild. I'll look it up in a little while while Rich is asking us, and then I'll come back to it. But uh, listen, Cowboys three and three, baby. I'll take it. I didn't think that would be a thing. And 40 to seven, beating one of the top ranked defenses, right? Let's yeah. Give it, let's give a little love. Would they, are, they, are they off the list? No. No. Oh my god. They can't oh, one win two win? games in a row. Yeah. They got. They did. They. So you have to win two week, two games in a row. To you get have up. to be consistent. You have to be consistent. What yeah, team this, in the NFL one, is consistent? This is one good we performance. We didn't even really put the we put the Cowboys on because they weren't running Zeke, and we could take them off them for that aspect. But Dak still isn't but performing here's the, the way he should, in my opinion. You can't just take a team off this no respect list mm. just because they had one week of, good, of a good performance. Any team at any random time could have a good performance. I you agree. did the same thing with. Flacco, so you have to remember? be consistent. I agree. Consistent. Okay, that's fine. I'm we, just saying. You they got, got a big game coming up this week, so we'll see. We'll see how they perform the Redskins. against yeah. the Redskins. That's a big game for them. I got them winning that game. Definitely winning the game. It's Here, on the road. Here's just what I wanted to bring to highlight that is that it doesn't. he doesn't have to throw for all the yards that everybody else throws for in order for his team to win. He has to do his thing. We've been saying that, though. If he does his thing— his team could win, and he could put his position, him, his team in a position to win. The if he throws is, 183 yards all year and rushes for 50, 60 yards a game, and they win and get to the playoffs, and then they go off, to me, that's a successful year. But that's the thing. Once you get to the playoffs, you can't be one-dimensional, no. right? He's not one-dimensional. At, at some though. time in the playoffs or before that, teams, the run isn't going to work. And if that happens, Dak doesn't have the ability to carry that team with his arm, which is what you need to do to be a quarterback. Okay. Yes. Okay. No problem. If, if you consistently pass for under 200 yards, you're not going to have a win. Like you might, you might be a 500 you team. That. You don't know that. All right, that's fine. No it's problem. Showed they're a 500 team. They're three and three. That's fine. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. No. Well, getting there. The love is getting there, and I'm happy Listen, with that. Once it gets a little bit more consistent, we'll mm -hmm. take them off the no right. respect list. We'll okay. give you a little respect. Right. And we'll go from there. But let's let's also look at it, too. Maybe Eagle. just try to throw for 200 yards. But that's not that might not be the thing is what I'm trying to say is maybe what they're, what they're doing is they're finding the mix of calls, giving him the freedom to run the ball like they should have did with Kaepernick for all those years. Let him continue to run. If that's his game, let him continue but to run. has it shown that that's a sustainable way well, to Cam approach Newton does it. Ball. Cam Newton does it. 
Cam Newton gets in trouble when he doesn't, when they don't let him be him. Carolina loses Cam games. Cam could sling it, though. Yeah, definitely. But that's not how Cam wins games. Cam wins games by mixing it up, getting out of the pocket, running a little bit down the field. Cam had that great year two years ago, and then what happened, defenses were like, we're just going to hit him. We're going to attack him. And, and last but he's year— But still, he's still running, though. That's what happens. I'm telling you, it doesn't. it's the NFL. Okay. The quarterback starts running the ball. Guess what? They're going to, they're going to press him, keep him in the box so he doesn't have the, the, the ability to run mm-hmm. and force him to throw. I mean, so it's not something that you're you're making it seem like he's just gonna be able to run the ball for eighty time eighty I, yards a game. That's I'm sorry if I meant it. If you if it, that's how it came across, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you're saying that it gives him a better chance to win when yeah, he does that. Yeah, he I'm, needs to he needs to short term play I to agree. his strengths. If that's what you want to do for the rest of this year, I think it'll work. I think they'll 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 make it to the playoffs with that strategy. But that's not a long term solution. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I'll, I'll give you that. But the run pass option. Will work for them this year. Has worked. Everyone's doing it. Everyone is doing it. Everyone's moving the ball. Mariota runs. Patrick Mahomes runs. I mean, why, did, Rogers Mike, runs. why did Michael Vick have so much success, right? Because not only could he run better than most running backs in the, mm-hmm. in the NFL, right? But if you decided to come up, he could throw the ball 150 yards. Let me ask you this, though. Would you put Michael Vick in the most accurate passer category? Like, was he one of the most accurate passers when you think about accurate passers? Not accurate, no. Right. I think he, he's up there with the quarterbacks with the greatest arm strength, though. That's not even a question. Yeah. I agree on so that. So he, he but had a- that. Right, but he the accuracy, you're not slinging at 90 yards every single play when you get in trouble. I, I Listen, I think if there's one guy that could do it, run the ball and pass the ball and win games, I think it's Prescott. We'll see what happens. I agree. We'll see what happens, and the jury is still out on that. Just be consistent. Got to be consistent. Defense looks great. Love the defense right now. Rich, yes. what do you got? Oh, question-wise, or yeah. you still want to talk about the Cowboys? I know, I know you had a – no. <laughs> oh, we can still talk about the Cowboys if you want. What You were t- told you had a couple questions. You polled some people in, in, on Instagram, right? Yeah, I was actually just talking to someone this week, and we were, we were talking about Odell. We were just saying, like, how he, – he, he's kind of like a diva. He, he's turning into – I mean, Chad Ocho Chad – o- I mean, he's Ocho, already there, right? Yeah, he is a diva. Okay. So – but I feel like I feel like he's turning more into a diva and someone that talks a lot rather than producing on the field. And the owner came out this week. The Giants owner came out this week and said, Odell needs to do a lot less talking and more on the field. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And we were talking, we were and we were and me and him were going back and forth and we were saying, Is Odell Beckham still a top five receiver? And I thought that was a pretty good topic. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it for a while. So I posted a poll on Instagram. We had 18 people that voted. Eight people said yes, he was still a top five receiver, mm-hmm. and 10 said no, he's not. And I'm actually leaning. I actually think he's not a top five receiver right now. I'm, I don't. I don't think. I think he has the potential to be, but as of right now, I don't see him as a top five. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what your opinions are, and then your top five receivers, real quick. Okay, uh, Frank, you want to go first on this? I think Odell is an amazing, talented receiver. I think that if you give him the opportunities, he's going to have huge games. I mean, he had a huge game two games ago. People forget about that. He even threw for a touchdown. I mean, the talent is there, you know? Yeah. But, and I think that the reason you're not putting him in there is because they don't have a quarterback that could throw to them or a line that's going to hold up long enough for him to get 20 yards, right? 
that that plays a factor. With that being said, I don't think he's a top five receiver only because there's so many talented receivers right now in the NFL that that's, that list is getting harder and harder to make. Yeah. So who, who would you put as a top five right now if you had to put a list together real quick? I think Thielen is number one. I think Michael Thomas, Julio, Antonio Brown, even though he hasn't performed the way maybe he did in past years, he's got to be up there. And I'd go probably Tariq Hill. All right. Or Hopkins. That that one's like up there. But there's just so many. Yeah, there is. It's hard to name five. It really is. Um, I think I think Odell is a, is a top receiver in the NFL still. I agree with Frank. I think it's more the quarterback than anything. When given the opportunity, he has a blow-up game. But just real quick, I just yeah. want to stop you there. Now, you're saying it's because he doesn't have a quarterback. Yeah. Frank put Adam Thielen on this list. He didn't have a quarterback last year. You're saying Case I think Keenum. Frank. I think Frankie's putting him on the list, though, more for what he's doing this year. DeAndre right? – well, Case Keenum threw the ball. Well, he killed yeah. it last year, Thielen, too. Yeah. You know, he, oh, that was he, injured he, threw, last year. he he gave his uh, his wide receivers opportunities to catch yeah, the football yeah. last year. I mean, they made it to to what yeah, the yeah, divisional no, game. I I think Case Keenum's a good quarterback. I was just going off of what Mike was saying that uh, he, he's shown in the past that he could play without a good uh, good uh, quarterback and have a great year. So there's Thielen and Hopkins could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So to be a great receiver. You should still be able to do what you need to do, even if you don't have a quarterback or Here's not. Here's the thing, though, and I heard this on uh, ESPN, and I, I agree with them. How many games are you going to be busting your butt up and down the court before you realize that even when you're wide open, you're not getting targeted, before you start taking plays off? Like, it doesn't really even matter what I do. They're not it, throwing me the football it either does, way. Though. If you want to be the top dog, if you want to be a top receiver, you give 100% every game, every play, and you'll get there. If, if you if you put the effort I there. I don't know if I be- how, necessarily how many believe games that, Rich. Are you wide open, busting your butt before you're, you're like, they're not throwing it to me? So, so, Even so, if you're not so you like, just give up. consciously thinking no. that. So you just give up. Even so if that you're doesn't not make consciously you thinking that, I yeah. mean, it plays a factor. But that doesn't make you great as an athlete or as a person. If you want to be elite, ask any ask any Brandy Moss. Ask any of them if they gave up on any play. You have If you want to be the greatest, you have to play the greatest every play. There's no excuse. And that's what I'm getting at. Here's the thing, though. And I think this gets skewed or lost in translation or whatever the heck you want to call this. I think the guys who play super hard every game, every single play, are on one winning teams or two have a quarterback who at any time... Hopkins was on a team that was horrible. Last, Not last year. Not last year, but right. all the years prior to that, and he was still a top receiver. Okay. And he was going But he was out getting the touches. He was getting the touches. There's a lot of factors that come into it. You get the touches, you're happy, even if you're losing. You get the touches. You're, if you have a good quarterback who you know could turn it on and turn it around, you you don't take the plays off. Or if you're winning, I think there's a lot of different factors to that. So when you look at Od- when I look at Odell right now, the things that I would change about him are the stuff like his attitude. I think his attitude is not there, like off the field or the things he's saying. 
But I don't think that affects what he does on the field because I think on the field, when given the opportunity or given the targets or had a different quarterback or a better play call, he'd be right up there with all those guys who are having a great and awesome year so far. I think he's having a pretty good year so far, though. 45 receptions, 506 yards, um, one, only two touchdowns. But, but 45 catches and 500 yards, not bad. I'm, I'm, I'm. He's right there outside mm. of my top five. I don't even he's think that. Six. I don't even think that it's off the field stuff. Mm. I mean, there was the interview, which is a little weird, right? He, there, there's been like little things, but I think that he just plays the game so emotionally that if they're down or things are not going right, that you see him pouting and punching stuff and he yelling on the sideline. He walked off the field line. the other day before halftime. Right. I think that he yeah, plays no, he the can't game do that, very bro. emotionally. Yeah. I agree with you. can't do that. You can't, when he walked out before the halftime was over, when he walked into the arena before the halftime was over, I was like, come on, bro. can't do that. Listen, and also, that team right now needs an identity. They, they, they need a captain. They need mm. someone. They need someone. He's not that guy, though. But he, but he is. Unfortunately, he's not. He's not that guy. He's not that mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. But the media make the media makes him that. They guy. could try to make him whatever right. he is, but he's not that guy. He's, I know he's not the captain of your team. He's the most talented person on your team, and he's the diva. And ev- and teams have that, you know. Right. But he and, has- and you could win with that. But if they're looking for a captain, they need to look somewhere else. The coach the other day, uh, Pat Sherm. What's his name? Sher- is Shermer. it Pat Shermer? Yeah. Is that the coach? Correct. Yes. He was having a press conference. And he said that the Giants need more players like Saquon Barkley. His type of attitude, yeah, definitely. his type of mentality. Well, he could be your guy. Yeah. Yeah, but he's too young. So what's happening is he's looking up to Odell as the veteran guy, uh, all-star on the team. But that's where Odell needs to keep himself calm. He needs to be a little bit of a role model for these younger players. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't thing think about, Barkley yeah, needs a role model. Me, I don't think so either. That's what I was just going to say. Barkley is a dude way beyond his years. And no matter how what number his age says he is, he's not. He's way more mature than that. He could be the leader of your team. The media is going to make whoever they want to be the who they call the so-called leader. The team decides that. Most of the time, it's not the star player who's the guy who's the most vocal, the guy who keeps everybody in line. But here's the thing. Frank, you played football, correct? Let's just say one of your best uh, – you were a freshman on a team, a senior, uh, a diva, always complaining, always something, but he was a good player, best skilled player on your team. You were coming up. You were a great player too, but you were younger. Were you going to question anything that 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 the older that's high school? Though. I, but no, it, it, that doesn't matter. Yeah, that it does. No, I wasn't yes, gonna, it does. I wouldn't. It happens in the pros too. It happens in college. You respect the veterans. You have that. So he's going to respect Odell, even if he's wrong. That's what I'm trying to get. Well, he's, he's not. not he's, he's not, not going to put not gonna Odell st- in his place. He's not going to step on Odell's shoe on, on on his feet. He's not going to put Odell in his place. So that's the problem. So so but Barkley time can't will be that guy. Barkley's time will come. It will. To, but to, Odell's to do in that. Odell's in the way. I don't think nah, he's in the I way. Don't think he's in the way. I don't. Th- I think Barkley has enough cojones to go up to him after a while and be like, yo, like you got to chill out and you got to relax. You I, you don't have to be the leader of the team. I'll be the leader of the team. But as the leader of the team, I'm telling you, you got to chill. And no matter what, no matter what level you are in life and no matter where you are in sports or not, when there's a person on your team, 
whether you're on a, a construction team, whether you're on a teacher team, whether you're on a football team or a baseball team, whatever the, whatever team you're on, it, it, you're only as strong as the whole, correct? Correct. Each player is only as strong as the whole. So, to me, no matter how much seniority anyone has, somebody in that locker room, young or old, has to say to him, you have to chill. You can't leave at halftime, before halftime. You can't be in the media talking about what we do here. You can't be out wilding out and doing all this stuff. Because if you do, it comes on all of us. And and, and to me, it's like he's he is wilding out because he's not getting spoon-fed what he wants. So he's being a baby because of it. And it's got to end at some point because all it does is bring drama to his team. But you could see him. He can't, And I love him. One of my favorite players in the NFL for what he does on the field. But you could see him. He's like pouting, man. With him pouting and Eli pouting. And there's just like sad bunch of sad faces over there. And, the, and Barkley is taking over and controlling everything and staying firm and patting guys on the back and getting in people's face like, yeah, good play, and take and letting his play speak for himself on the That's field. That's all it takes is little steps. It's action. Whoever, whoever the team sees that, the guys being just, the dude who's like taking Odell's over. Just like Odell's behavior is, is contagious, right? So is Barkley's. Correct. So is somebody correct, that's going to keep correct. keep their composure and look at the good stuff and never quit and never get frustrated and play 100% whether you're down 40 or you're winning. That's contagious think, yeah. also. Yeah. I, I think he might be a little outnumbered on that team, though, with that. I think he is motivated because he's a young player. But I feel like there's just so much bad vibes and bad mentalities going on in that locker room. Well, that's not going to that, change overnight. No, no, it's not. But it's just it's just tough. But here's here's a question for you. Now, do you think mm. by Odell pouting and whining all the time and doing what he's doing is affecting his game? He he, he muffed two punts, you, for, according to well, you. He's not a punt returner. No, he's not a, according to me. He did. He did muff two what punts. Does, what, that's uh, a fact. Yeah, uh, he he muffed two punts. And he muffed two punts because he's a receiver. He's not a re, he's not a punt returner. What does that even mean? That's what that means. If you're a receiver, how many times does he drop passes? Regular passes that go to He's him. been dropping passes this year. Well, it's hard to catch a ball when you have 11 people sprinting down the field at you. It's a different thing. I, I don't. I, what what, what is that. the correlation we're trying to make here? What's the question here? Do you think that his by him pouting and after a while— It's affecting if, his play? If you're complaining you're not getting the ball, you're going to start, like Frank said, you're not going to go 100% on a play. So now you're out running a route, not thinking the ball's going to come to you. Now it's coming to you, and now you can't make a play on it, or mm-hmm. you make a bad play on it. Right. You think that's— Going on? I, I don't think that him muffing those two punts has anything to do with him not wanting to play when he's out there. To me, he's running the routes hard, and he's doing what he's doing the best that he could. It's when he walks off the field to me where that is like that attitude is disgusting and needs to change. I haven't really seen it affect him on the field yet. I think he's still running the plays. I think he's still hungry. He wants to still catch touchdowns and 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 get and lead the league in receptions. He wants to be old Odell. You think that if they start winning, he acts the same way? Of course not. No. Winning cures I, I everything. Think so. Winning so, cures right. everything. So he's frustrated, right? Yeah. They, Can you blame him? But you have if 
But I think it's not his produ- – he's not producing by scheme-based. If you watch the Giants play, they're not, they're not giving him those opportunities that they gave him in the past. It, they, those opportunities aren't there. His attitude has been terrible for three years. It, it, the last three years has been awful. I don't think that has to do with – he got injured last year. Do you think the Giants should get rid of Odell? I think they should. I think they should have. I don't. I don't think they should have signed him to this big contract because the owner's already annoyed that he's talking and he's doing all this stuff. Why give him this big deal if you're going to complain when he talks and and do what and do what he does? Mm-hmm. Listen. So, would you want him on your team? I wouldn't, and I love. I love him. I love him because I'll take him. Well, you. But here's the thing. I'll take him. On my team, and let me retract that statement. I'll take him on my team because I think my team could win more games than the Giants. I think if he's on a team where he's, well, he's getting touches, get the ball over there where he's getting touches or he's winning, I think it changes everything. I think the fact that they're losing and they look terrible doing it, and he's not getting any looks, it's a it's a tornado of things that like is a, affecting him. It's also like a. Uh, a compound thing, right? Like he he overreacts one time, and now every time that something bad happens, the cameras are right on him, yeah, waiting for yeah, him to do yeah. something. Right? The cameras aren't on every player. You don't see if like a a nobody defensive player smashes their helmet against a water bottle mm-hmm. against a no a water right. jug. It, all eyes right? are on but him. But you see it if Odell does yeah. because they're waiting for it. Well, the thing is, he brought those eyes on him, though. You know. He he, yeah. he asked for that attention. So now he's got to be the bigger man and get over it. And let me retract that. Like I said, I would want him on my team, and I think he's good on any other team but the Giants right now. And the Buffalo Bills, he'd be pissed <laughs> if he was on that team. <laughs> he would not be happy if he was on that team Let's either. talk about that. They got a new quarterback over there, no? Derek well, Anderson. Oh, is that who they signed? That's who they're playing this week. Oh, good for them. Good for them because it can't be Peterman. No. <laughs> Right? Can't He's be horrible at all. Oh, man. They Holy were cow. in that game last week, and then he threw two picks. One was oh, a pick boy. six. Let's, uh, he only throws to the opposite team. He's it's a crazy. real problem. He is crazy. I have another thing I want to debate. Okay. And then let's, and then let's make our picks. How about Jameis Winston? Actually, How did he do? He didn't win the game, but he got me 40 points in fantasy, so I think I won. He also threw how many picks, though? He oh. threw at least two picks and two within f- within the red zone, five yards. Okay, and that's how you lose football games. Listen, Definitely. I was looking at it fantasy-wise. He got me 40 points. Got me to win, so I'll take it. Yeah, which is crazy this week in fantasy. Brock, Brock Osweiler and Jameis yeah. Winston were two of the top quarterbacks They were fantasy. the top two quarterbacks. Crazy. No one ever pre- – that's why fantasy Can we just dub this, this whole year. football year the weirdest – the um, weirdest football year I have ever. ever seen. Yes, definitely right now the weirdest. There's no consistency. There's only two really good, three really good teams. You know, the Chiefs, the Rams. I think the Patriots are really good. The Saints, I think, are right in there or so. But they're weird. But they're weird, too. Weird year. The Vikings are really good, but they're weird, too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know a, what's going on. Crazy I have no season. idea what's going on. Betting-wise, you don't. You have yeah. no idea who to bet on. Can't bet. It's never a sure win. Yeah. It's never anything. I, I want to start doing a little segment. I want you to tell the fans <laughs> my bets. What teams that you bet on so they could bet on the other team because we could start making people some real money. <laughs> Come on, I'm not that bad. All right, what do you got? What what's this here? What's the stat you got on the table? 
This is Bell first six games last year compared Maybe to I'm Bell. Yep, compared to James Conner first six games this year. Okay. So I'll, I'll run through so last year, Le'Veon Bell had 134 carries for 550 yards. Okay. This year, Connor has 103 for 453 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bell rushed for 4.1 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Connor's rushing for 4.4. Mm-hmm. Last year, Bell had 30 receptions for 156 yards. This year, Connor has 26 receptions for 257 yards. Mm-hmm. So scrimmage yards. Bell had 706 altogether. Connor had 710. Mm-hmm. Four touchdowns for Bell, seven touchdowns for Connor. Mm-hmm. Can I say something about Comparing this? Comparing this for the first six games of each season. I don't know if I dream this because sometimes I read the group chat like when I wake up in the <laughs> middle of the day and then fall right back asleep and I can't tell if it's a dream or not. Were you guys talking about Bell possibly being suspended yes. if he comes back this way that the Steelers there, don't have to? Okay. They were that wasn't a, a dream. No, they uh, listened. To, like I said, I listened to a lot of ESPN radio. Joe Thomas was on, great lime, lineman from the Cleveland Browns. Talk about somebody that never got frustrated losing all those years. No. Never missed a game. Odell for needs to talk to him. Seasons. Definitely never talk to missed him, a Odell. game. A lot of respect to Joe Thomas. Right, Joe is that, is that his name? I yes, completely yes, blacked yes. out for a day. Anyway, so he was on talking to Golik and Wingo, and they were saying it's, it's just like a possibility thing that the Steelers could do. So say Bell comes back. Mm-hmm. He's not giving 100%. The Steelers could suspend him underneath some type of policy. I don't know what it was called. He, he said it, but they could suspend him for the rest of the year and not have to pay him. Right. So as a money standpoint, it makes sense because this whole thing is about money. Mm-hmm. Bell's not coming back because he wants to get paid. The Steelers don't want to pay him. Mm-hmm. The whole reason why Bell is coming back, supposedly, he still hasn't reported they're seeing if he reports next Monday because mm-hmm. they have a game. They have a bye this week, so a game next week. So he should report next Monday. So they're still waiting to see if he does that. So the only reason why Bell's coming back is to get money, to get paid. Yes. He, he, he wants to get – He's at the end of his uh, yes. dollars. So they were saying – Well, he also has to come back bec- before – Week 11. Right. But they're saying he's coming back now, week 8. Why, why come back week 8 when you saw what happened to Earl Thomas? Why not wait those extra couple three weeks? But the thing is, he wants that extra money. Well, maybe he gets he out there it. and he plays he, a little bit in Team C. He could play and they'll make a move for him. He could do that in Week Eleven, though. I, yeah. I think well, it's only one out. game, though. It's only one game. He has to prove himself coming back before the only it's reason, towards the end of the year. I think this gives him a little bit more room. Maybe I don't know. I don't know why. I'm no, just saying coming, that's a possibility. He's coming back for the money. Okay, money aspect. I mean, you have bills, right? It, could you take a year off of work and be he's, cool? He's losing a million. A no, game. but if I make, a, if I'm a, if I have his money, I could take five years Not off. Not if you're paying his mortgage yeah. and his car payment. Well, you he's don't know losing, what his. You don't know what that. He's I, use, he's losing a million a game, practically. Basically, if you round it up, so he's coming back for the money. So the, everyone kind of knows that. So they're saying, is he really going to give a hundred percent? So Joe Thomas' idea was. First week, don't play him. Throw him on the practice squad. See what type of like, what, what like what's his attitude like? See what if he if he's really there to help your team win. <laughs> okay. And then if he if he shows you that, then play him. Well, Connor's making this this decision harder. Okay. Right? Now here, here we go. That's good that we're back on that. That was like a roundabout to get back here for a second. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Listen. So pull that back up. So you're telling me what what is your point by this? Are you trying to make a point? I'm just comparing both of them now. Okay. It, it, You're is saying it really what? Bell? 
though with okay, this so offense. He, so here it is. Here's what I say. What's the Steelers' record after the first how many games? I think they're four two and one. That's what they are in six games. Yes, four two and uh, three two and one. Well, that, look, that would make six. Look, I'm sorry, three two and one. Is that what it is? Yes, three it's, two and one. Yes, they have a tie. Do we want to call the tie a loss? All right, so three. And That's three. what I call the tie. <laughs> you can't. I know you Why want not? to. Be, Why not? Is it a win? Not a loss. Is it a win? If it comes down to to records at the end of the year, it's not gonna. And someone, <laughs> it's not gonna. Is it a is it a win? No. Is it a, a loss? loss? No. No. If I tie someone, I I say I lost. That's what I say. Okay. Let's yes. let's just call it a loss. Agree, but this so is so what is NFL. it? After six games, what are they? Three, two, and one. Okay. With Connor as the running back, three, two, three, and three. <laughs> let's go three and three. In the first six You're games, putting that on the running back. I'm just saying. Listen, right, so in six games last year with Bell, they lose the first game to the Patriots. Okay. So Did he not even play the first couple of games? No, he played. He played all the games. He, they're 0-1. The next game, they beat the Chiefs, 1-1. They beat the Dolphins, 2-1. They beat the Browns, 3-1. They beat the Ravens, 4-1. They beat the Bengals, 5-1. They, the Ste- they beat the Bills, 6-1. They beat the Giants, 7-1. They beat the Colts, 8-1. They beat the Browns again. The Cowboys beat them, and then they start losing a little bit. They were, they were. What did they finish? But I believe in there five and one you can't, in the first. I'm you just can't saying. Compare the just, two years. Okay, though, because hold the on a second. Was though. playing so much better. Yeah, I mean, the what? was a lot better the last defense. year. No. Okay. Okay. But and, listen, and here's the, the strength of schedule is completely different. The Browns aren't the Browns of, of this year as they were the last Bengals year. The Bengals aren't the Bengals of this year. Okay. Let's so just the Bills let, stink now. Wait a second. Don't stop putting all that in. Just let's look at what it is. Right in the raw of what it is. In the first six games last year, they were five and one with Bell. And in the f- in the first six games this year, they're three and three it's with Connor. It's a totally different year. Totally, it's totally different. You can't put that, that on the running back. And, okay, and, but and you're comparing it though. This is we're, what this is doing. We're comparing their numbers. We're comparing that, their running back. But that has to do with the comparison. team. The the team is involved in but, what the running but the back defense does. Has nothing to do with the running back. The defense for the Steelers this well, year. We d- could all agree right here. Stinks. We could play for that defense. No. That's how horrible that Steelers defense is. We had but, a Steelers fan on a couple weeks ago, and he said the Steelers defense. Yeah, stinks. that's good. That's fine. I'm just looking at uh, to me so what Bell does for the team. Records of, this it, may be that shows that Connor is doing just the same, or because that's what this is trying to do. I think it's this a, is trying to show you. Let, let me ask you a question, or make then. you think that Connor is doing the same thing that he Bell is. can do or better. Except the record is not the same. And can't. to me, wait a Let second. Let me ask you a question. To me, then. Bell affects Bell's Bell on the field affects the offense and the defense. He how, affects. How does it affect the defense? It affects the defense by keeping that stinky defense off the field. But last if year, that's the, if that's the problem, the pro, if that's the problem, and everyone's it's all, uh, defense, the defense, the defense, have, the defense. If they have the same. Uh, 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 Antonio Brown isn't having the year he's having. You put, you're putting that's that It's not on Antonio Brown at all? That's affected on Antonio Brown. That's the offense. Oh, okay. What, what Bell does. So now they're Antonio going. Brown. Now they're going but that to, doesn't do to Connor. They got to go to somebody. So his stats are going to be bo- uh, boosted. No, they've been killing it with Juju. Uh, and Juju. Juju. And AB. Okay, but Listen. someone's got to get it. It's it's got to go somewhere. So his stats are gonna look good because they're going somewhere. He had he had a one game week one. He was good. Two, three, and four. He wasn't good. And five. He was good. 
He was average. And what what did Bell do the first one three and weeks? five? It took well, him four games to get going. All right, well, we, we could look at that if we want. That, that's what it, that it that's shows what, right here. That's what, fine. What do you want to look at? Okay, the, but it, his they're but, identical. But the my first point is, is basically that Bell, identical. Bell's on the field. Team wins more games. Is what I'm saying. I get what you're saying, but okay, I don't. Just, all right, I don't think. The def- that's your opinion, though. Yeah, and, and you that's can't compare. It by okay, that, that's fine. Compare. I agree. It's my opinion. Yeah, but it's also everyone. It's also your opinion of what you're going to say about it too. Is that con- is that they're the same? So you're basically well, saying we're basing that it Bell, off of stats. Just because I'm basing it off of a record, which is a stat. But if there's two running backs, they both rush for 500 yards in three games. One loses all three, and one wins all three. The other running back's better just because the team won the three games. It affects the team. The pl- he affects the game. But if they have the same amount of rushes, the same amount of yards, and the right. same amount of touchdowns, the other, and the one team's defense is completely horrible, and the other one's lights out. It's not the, on the Steelers running back. Lights out. They, they weren't the lights out, but they were better. Listen, we're getting into logistics again. Like, oh, the the Giants' offense, the line isn't too good. They're kind of good. The de- de- we're not talking about the Steelers having the number one defense last year. No, but they had an average better, defense last way year. Way better than they have this year. They had an average defense last year, and this year they and they stink. got an average defense this year. No, they year. don't. They don't have an average. You, to you're me, you're saying that right now. If we re- we rewind, call like four episodes ago, three episodes ago. Yeah, you're saying the Steelers' defense stink. They're a bunch of high school players, and we could play for that. I team. didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. We I didn't all say that. Said it. They I said stink. I said from the jump. That Le'Veon Bell changes everything. Le'Veon Bell on the Offense field helps. No, defense too. Le'Veon Bell on the field s- keeps the defense off the field. His run style so keeps, does the, keeps the stinky defense. Or, no, it doesn't. He has just as many rushes and just as yeah. many no, it doesn't. rushing yards they as Bell. They can so run does the, Connor. It's they the can same run thing. The, it's, it's a different you're approach. Telling me, you're telling it's me different the Steelers approach. are going three and out all the time? Now they are, yeah. I just talked to Pat two weeks ago at the Harvest Fest. He said they're going three and out constantly. The defense is back on the field within no time. That's what he says. And you think if Bell was there, it's completely different. Slows everything down. It's slow and meticulous the way it looks. I I agree to a point that on that aspect, yeah, your your defense could look a little better if your offense is on the field more. But just based off of their two stats, it's almost identical and I, and I'm starting to feel like it's just a, a scheme. And, uh, See, I don't think so. I disagree with that. I think no. I think Bell is top two oh, no. or three running oh. backs in the league. Okay, so what's and the explanation for this? Your team is then? way better with him than okay. without him. I agree, but if the stats say that they're having the same exact numbers, then you have to start giving a little credit to Connor. I think I'm giving the guy credit. Uh, he's a good running back. He definitely is That's a good all I'm running saying. back. I, if they have the same numbers, then they're producing the exact same. There's no argument there. But, it, and, but and I'm in agreement with you that Bell is the best, one of the best. And that running he affects backs in, his team way differently. Any team that he would be on, right. he would affect okay. because you okay. game plan for him. It, it's it's everything. Right, because that that's what to me that's what these stats do. But they if make Connor you keeps putting up these numbers, way. then you basically have another guy. You basically replace them with another guy that's doing the exact same thing. If Connor keeps putting up those numbers all year long, you're going to consider him one of the greatest running backs to play this year. And this is a, this is, t- I mean, he's this not is having a bad year. Games. He's having a ridiculous six. year. This is off of six. first six games of each season. This, but they 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 haven't been a, had a bye yet. No, Pittsburgh. This is this is their bye right now, week seven. And okay, you say that you say that. Uh, 
Bell's play affects Antonio Brown, which I completely agree with you, right? Yeah. Then you have to look at it the other way, right? Doesn't Brown and Juju's play affect Bell? Yes, I said that too. Hundred percent. I said that too. I think, and they're going to affect specifically Brown. So so it is easier to be a running back in that in that aspect of that team, right? If if you have two dominant wide receivers that could stretch the field, you're going to have more success as a running back. Maybe, maybe. Well, not maybe. Because here's the thing, though, is that Brown's not having. Connor's having by these numbers, not by what I see. It's because a lot of those passes are going to Juju this year. Yes, Juju's. I think the the fifth. Uh, receiver in, in the yards, I said, correct? I think he's, he was five. But Ju- and I think the explanation for that is, though, is that Juju is now playing the other side of the ball with not the best coverage on it. They don't need to double him. They play over top on Antonio Brown. They could put another guy on him or drop another linebacker. But what linebacker. changes that with Bell? They take a guy out of the box with Bell. But, but if Connor what does keeps a guy in like the, that, you're going to put a guy in the box. But, well, but, may, maybe. Yeah, but, maybe. If he's going to continue to do this, then maybe like, yo, we can't do that no more. We can't double or zone AB. So now, because this guy's killing us, Connor coming out of the backfield he's been. is killing us. He has more yards out of the backfield and more catches than Bell did in the first six games. Well, well, he may, has 26 receptions. Maybe for they start to change it. What's his yards? rushing? How many more rushing yards did Bell have? Uh, 50. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. 100. Sorry. That's what I thought. All right. So the, I mean, on, on 30 more carries. But here's the thing. What you, you were just saying that mm-hmm. A.B. has a number one corner. Juju has a number two. But with Bell being back, that's not going to switch that. The number one well, corner is still going to be on, Bell, uh, on Brown. No, no, I know that. No, I, what, I, what, I, what I said was that he's going to get the single coverage. Juju's Juju. going to get single coverage. But A.B.'s getting doubled AB, by either a linebacker zoning him. All along, all last year, the years before. No, no. I think it, that's why I think he Brown uh, Bell affected him so much is because they couldn't do that. He but, got more one-on-one coverage. He got more, more deep looks across the field or so because everyone was up top, or everyone was in the box waiting for what Bell might do. I don't. I don't think defensive play the page. Uh, the Steelers like that. Duh. I don't think you can. Yeah. I think that Brown is such a dominant receiver that you can't. Yeah, you still play. have the safety you don't over think top they, helping. You, you don't think yeah. they put – no, the safety, yeah. But, but the who lot, else would we have on uh, on well, Brown then? I'm, I'm no, no, no. What, you're what I'm saying is in, in, the, in the box, Brown – a ton of Brown's catches are drags. A couple of them are deep. He has a, obviously a deep threat. But he comes across the middle, catches the ball, and then runs a ton. Right? Yeah. Okay, this is what I'm, I'm saying. So the linebacker now is dropping back in zone and in coverage instead of sitting in that box waiting for what Bell could do. And it's affecting it's affecting Brown. Brown is not having the year he's having. And to me, these stats that Connor has, he's had two good games, three, maybe three good games, three bad games. No, you're right. He's because- 50-50. Because the first week they were the best rushing attack, and in the next three weeks the Steelers were the worst rushing attack in football. Right. And then they kind of got back to, to getting Connor involved. Right. It's it's just very skewed. I just thought it was an interesting Steeler thing. It's interesting very, stat. I it is an to interesting get you guys stat. Opinion. It definitely an interesting stat, and I'm glad you brought it up because it got us talking and and you know getting engaged in this type of conversation about it. It's a very interesting thing. Bell comes back. I think. 
Bell was hoping that Connor, I don't think he was hoping Connor would stink, but I think he wanted to be valued more. And if they weren't doing as good, he'd be like, I told you so. And he really doesn't have that argument now anymore. Yeah. He doesn't have that I told you so anymore. And it's cool that he's been tweeting every time Connor does his thing. And Connor tweeted him back last week. I was watching Le'Veon Bell film. That's why I've been doing this. So everyone is supporting each other. I don't know what this looks like. This is one of the weirdest things to me in 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 in, in the NFL, position wise. Just don't. Uh, if the Steelers keep winning with Connor, because they're they're kind of like picking it up right, right now, right? right? In in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. wouldn't you agree, Rich? They're kind of like finding yeah, their finally their finding identity. Their, yeah. Definitely agree. Um, if they keep it up, you think that they even let Bell play? I think they'd be stupid not to let both of them play. I think that's what they're gonna do. I feel like they're kind of. Which I don't Kill agree them. with. Kill these teams with both these guys. I, I I don't. But can they both find a rhythm then on their own? I think they could. You think they'll be able to? Yeah. Because who I do think you think is their guy next year? I think Connor is their guy as of right now next year because because of all. I I want to say they could figure this out, but I think they also also seen Connor's ability and what he can do. Just kind of like the Andy Reid was like he knew this before. You know, that he before he needed to see Patrick Mahomes on the field, he was like, yo, I got my guy. I could let this other guy go. I could let Alex Smith go. I think the Steelers needed to see Connor do it first before they were like, all right, we could let him. We could let Bell go. I just don't think they should get nothing for him, though. And I think this should have been worked out beforehand. And they were too greedy. Well, they want too much because a team doesn't know if Bell's going to re-sign with them this year. You know? Right, and I mean, but next in the year. beginning of the year, before they signed him to the franchise tag, they should have either let him go, release him, cut him, or trade him. Something like that should have happened because they, to me, they got well, greedy. You would have to like sign him to a deal and then trade him, right? Yeah, and but then, then you could like work a, it out with like another team. Thing. It could have been. It was. It would have been way easier before they tagged them. It would have been way easier to move. I think them. That's okay the biggest thing to move. Go. I think they wanted to use them for every year that they possibly could, and then see ya. Yeah, I don't know. I think they got greedy. Let's pick our games. Let's yeah, run through the record. Work. Let's run through the records first. So you got the records on there, yes, just so I people do. could hear that I All made the- a comeback. <laughs> that still, I just still know. very salty record though. Oh, can I? Uh, while you're pulling that up, Rich, yeah. could I? Uh, Canelo signed a five-year deal. Okay. With what is it called? Hmm? Dazen. That's the company? zone. That's it. The zone. It's an Whoa. app, right? Okay. That, um, Bellator is on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, five-year deal, three hundred and sixty-five million dollars. Wow. That's not. He doesn't just fight on the app, though, right? With access to. He just fights on the. It's, it's like signing with HBO. But I mean, like, they're not televised those fights. No, they're gonna be on the app. <sighs> All right, see you later, Canelo. So interesting to see where boxing goes from here because they're going to have to find some people for him to fight. Because, you know, HBO shut down their boxing. You know that, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, HBO is no longer broadcasting boxing matches, and that's why this came about. After all okay, the so years, maybe uh, maybe yeah. a few maybe just about everybody from HBO will go end up going over there and then maybe, you'll have yeah. like about the same thing. But I I read that a couple weeks ago. To me, top rank is where you should Yeah. Be if Top you're rank, a boxer, Terence Crawford. How did you feel Lo- about that fight, Rich? Lomachenko, the Crawford fight. Yeah, unbelievable. He always delivers, right? He is unbelievable. Yeah. To carry that much power for all twelve rounds and be able to get a knockout like that in the twelfth when you're fighting in a division 
that you're not even supposed to be in. To me, that's like the pinnacle. If you want someone to become a boxing fan, you should show them that fight because mm-hmm. it was so technical in the beginning. You seen the longer guy getting the jabs in. Yeah, and he was using his leg and his distance, right? He was kind of like almost stepping on Crawford's foot and kind of keeping him away and Crawford yeah. was out of range and he was leaning backwards and then as he started to get more and more tired he started leaning more and more forward and then cr- he was within Crawford's distance and Crawford just figured him out and took over and you have to love and appreciate somebody that w- was winning the fight whether he took the 12th round off or not and said forget it I'm going for the finish oh it was unreal you have to that respect somebody came like out that. it was with 30 seconds left too Yes. It was unreal. He like like you said, Frank, he could have just coast down, kind of took it easy and waited for the bell to ring. He, he was going to win by decision. But nope, he went 100% to the end and ended up getting a knockout. <laughs> unreal. With an uppercut from God. Oh, that was unreal. I love Terrence Crawford. But up in Omaha when the crowd going wild. The whole family is great. The Co- mom is great. Coast down, Miss Deborah. Said. Coast down. It's like it's either coast, right? Or throttle down? Is that what it is? <laughs> Downshift? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, no, I don't think it's coast down, right? Throttle down. <laughs> Throttle down, coast that, down, whatever was you want to call it. in there. I like that one. Coast down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's a thing, though. That's what I'm saying. I, I think, think it is. No, I don't think so. There's coast, a coast down. Coast no, down. There's he, coasting, right. and then there's throttle down. Right. Okay. Uh, that's whatever. Whatever. You I put, just gave the old combination. I like that's it. I like right. the combo. That's what I'm saying. All right, before our picks... <laughs> Since Mike gets to throw the Cowboys in every episode, I got to throw the Ravens in. Yes. My Ravens got 11 sacks. Another team that's about as consistent as a, I don't even know. 11 sacks last week against the Titans. That tied the franchise record, or broke the franchise record for the Ravens. Also, the Ravens haven't allowed a second-half touchdown all season so far. The last time that's been done was the 1934 Lions. Dang. Just that while we're giving shout-outs, shout-out to the Falcons for getting a win. That's crazy. Falcons <laughs> got a win. That's all you got? Big-time yeah, Ravens. Right. Big-time Ravens. So let's, like get, that too. let's get to these picks. I'll we give the records it. real quick. It's a, Frankie's got to be at work in five minutes. For real. So it's rough. Anthony and Mike are both 5-13. and 13. Yeah, buddy. Last week, Mike went 3-0. and oh. Shout-out to Ant, man. We love you, Ant. We miss you again. Definitely. Definitely going to come in for some freshies soon. We love you, brother. The I'm fit. going tomorrow. 10.30. The... See you Ooh, then. Oh, nice. Tim, the everything, man. You're freshy up. You're getting freshied up already? Got another wedding, kid. Wow. Got to look fresh. Wow. <laughs> freshy back-to-back. Shout All right, out Frank's, to Ant. Frank's record is 8-10. and 10, Yeah. And I'm sitting at 500 at 9-9. and nine. So your boy that doesn't What game did I lose last week? The the Rams game? I believe so. I don't they have it. They didn't cover. I don't have it anymore. Yeah, right, they yeah, lost yeah. by a half. Yes, you're right. Okay. So right, let's go through Ant's picks real quick here. He picked... Uh, I got it right here. Okay, Mike. go. Ant's going with the Vikings giving three to the Jets. Okay. He's going with the Broncos giving two and a half to the Cardinals, which is tomorrow night's game Thursday. Mm-hmm. So... It was last night if you're listening to us on Friday. (laughs) Yep, definitely. (laughs) Anyway, uh, and the Colts are giving six and a half to the Bills. So he goes Vikings, Broncos, Colts this week. Okay. I'm going Panthers getting four and a half against the Bears. The Bears. No, Eagles. No, Eagles. The Eagles, Rich. Panthers are getting four and a half against the Eagles. Sorry. The Cowboys are getting one and a half against the Redskins. I'm going with the Cowboys, and I'm going with the Bengals getting six against the Chiefs. Whoa. 
You want to go, Frank? You want me to go? I'll go. I'm going with the Texans. They're getting five and a half against the Jaguars. Wow. I'm going with the Bears, getting three and a half against the Patriots. And I'm going with the Vikings, giving three to the Jets. Nice. Nice. All right, y'all. We got anything right. coming? Oh, Rich's picks? You leaving your boy My out. bad, dog. I thought you went first, but you were picking <laughs> ants. My bad. My bad. I'm going to Cowboys. Nice. Let's go. They're getting a point and a half against the Redskins. Yes, sir. I'm actually going to go with the Rams. They're giving 10 to the 49ers. Whoa. But I just think the Rams are unbelievable. That offense is such it's high power. a lot power. of points to give. I know it is, but I think they're going to be the able Rams to cover. the Rams get scored against, but all right. And just because, I got to go with my Ravens. Oh, okay. They're giving two and a half to the Saints, which is crazy. Ooh, I stay away from that game, bro. Yes, 100%. Stay away. But I'm a Ravens fan. And I want I want them to win this game so bad to put us at five and two. So so plus that's pretty much straight up, right? Because if you're gonna win, you're gonna win by at least three. So yes. that's that's a good strategy. You're basically so, picking them to win. I, that's what, honestly what I thought. I think Tucker's gonna okay. make a game winning field goal. Okay. So they'll cover. So I got the Ravens, the Cowboys, and the Rams. Okay. I seen it as this guy is making a pick for his own team, wants to see them win. And this is supposed to be like is it supposed to be like we're giving these people advice? Because she should never take advice on these games from me, if that's the case. <laughs> definitely not from Rich. I told him not to half take it. from you. Listen, what do you mean and none from Ant either. I'm 9 and 9. But, uh, and I just said. I tell the don't, truth. Don't make the bet on this game. I'm okay. personally going this game because I'm a Ravens fan, and I said that to the listeners. I'm going 3-0 and again. I'm going back up to the top there. Here we go. Yo, if we have more time, I'll ask you. I'll talk to you guys about these trades, but we don't. we got to get Frankie to work. And uh, we're good. We're wrapping up. That's it. Episode right, 29. It's episode 29. Respect the chat podcast. I love my brothers I get to do this with. Thank you guys for sitting in with me, man. Rich has a wedding this weekend. That's why we did another midweek um, episode. Love spending time with y'all, man. I look forward to this day. I really did. I was like, yeah, I cannot wait to get to the podcast tonight. Gives us time to spend with each other. Peace, love, and happiness, y'all. Episode 29. Peace. <laughs>